0: You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit marathonchurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Don't you love them? Isn't it sweet? There are buckets in the aisles if you need to throw up. I do love y'all. Y'all found each other. Isn't that great? Y'all just love you. All right, I'm done. Get out. Don't we love love? Some of you are like, stop it. Well, welcome to the Love Dates and Heartbreaks series. We're excited to talk about this. We really are. I think it can help you in your relationships, in your love. I'll let you know a little bit about this Uh, I saw this series a few years ago at North Point Church Andy Stanley some of you may know him they taught this series and I thought what an incredible series the content everything we thought we would just share it with you so we're going to teach through that for the next few weeks I think it will really help you where you are and I'll let you know who this is for okay this is for you students that might be dating or thinking about dating maybe you're in college and you're dating already this is for you maybe you're married this is for you hopefully we can help make your marriage better maybe you've been married you, you're divorced or single this is for you okay i'm not gonna lie it's complicated relationships are complicated and it's complicated whether you're 13 16 20 36, 56, 76. I'm around 30. Um, Told my first lie today. Or maybe 90. I don't know how it would be at 96. It would be a challenge, I guess. But it's for all of you today. And we're going to talk about what it looks like to have a relationship, what God thinks about it. I'm excited to share with you what He thinks about it. I think you'll love what He has to say. And so I thought we would just kind of kick this off with some fun. Okay, let's laugh a little bit and get a different perspective, you know, of love and relationships from children, okay, because children, they just say it like it is, okay, they speak truth. So I want you to watch this. I love that, the truth in that statement. I will not repeat it, but there is truth in that. Don't you love that perspective? (laughs) That innocence of what love in marriage really looks like. Man, but I think about that. Where do the kids learn these things? Where do they learn about relationships and love? Uh, I would say they learn them from us parents. I'm sorry. (laughs) It might be your fault. No. But they learn from us. They learn from, I'm I'm learning now. I have a 12-year-old and and a 19-year-old. And uh, they hate when I talk about them, but I don't care. I do it anyway. Uh, but uh, they, TikTok is like the place to get advice now. Okay, that's where you you social media guys, all you young people here today, I get it. That's where you're learning how to date. It's from TikTok, no? Okay, and then, you know, uh, other place we get it, you know, as parents, social media, whatever, is Disney World. You ever thought about it? Disney tells us exactly what love looks like. Every time you go, you find out, that the princes and Prince Charming, they, they get together and they live happily ever after. Doesn't that seem true? Doesn't that seem real? No, it's not true. Now, I'm, I love those stories. I'm not dogging Disney. I love fairy tales. and I love endings. Love endings like that. But I've seen a lot of relationships end in disaster. My own family and friends I've seen start as a love story and end in a nightmare. Because basically, we get our advice, we get our guidance from things that aren't real and aren't true. They're myths. And we're going to talk about those today. But I want to read a couple of things that I think, like you and me, we kind of assume that this is the way it's done. So I want to look at a couple of reality shows that you may love and may know, okay? Uh, But before I do that, I want to read this statement. It says, watching people make relationship decisions that undermine their relationships. We enjoy this in a culture. I don't, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see people make decisions I know that are going to destroy them and their family. We see it happen every day. But we celebrate it on TV, right? We love watching it happen on TV. Is he going to give her the rose? or not? First one be The Bachelor. Now, I don't watch that trash. My wife does. <laughs> I'm kidding, Brenda. I, I have watched it. I know what it means, but I'm going to read some of these things. That the, the, the premise of these stories, okay, it revolves around a bachelor who begins with a pool of romantic interest. He gets a lot of choices, okay, and he's expected to select a wife, during the season an end and end in a marriage proposal, it's just laid out for him. And what he's doing, he's searching and finding for what the one. He's looking for the one. The next show would be 90 Day Fiance. Anybody seen these shows by the way? Okay, some of you. Okay, we need to talk. Um, I'm kidding. The show has eight seasons. Now I didn't know about this show. I just found it. Um, features Americans who meet mates, you know, mates from overseas. Okay, I shouldn't. I don't know what accent that was. And, and bring them to the United States using a K-1 visa. I like this. The clock begins ticking. And because the foreigner must get married to said American within 90 days to qualify for a green card, I'll go back home. That's some uh, motivation, isn't it? You know? And what are they doing? Again, they're trying to find the one in a very creative way. You know, I don't know if it works. I haven't seen it work. Next one. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, Love Island. I won't forget this one. Oh, Love Island. It just sounds good, don't it? If I could just get to Love Island, I'm going to find me a man. Right? I'm going to find me a woman. You know? And I love the way they describe this. It's a sizzling summer series. Sizzling summer series. Can y'all say that? Sizzling summer series, a smash hit phenomenon. Didn't know that. It begins with a group of islanders that come together in a stunning villa in Vegas and embark on a summer of dating and romance that ultimately ends in relationships. I would say it ends. (laughs) Ultimately, it ends. It might not be good. Well, this is my, well, I started to say this is my favorite one. But I probably shouldn't say that. My wife's in the room. You'll see why. Um, (laughs) It's not my favorite one. It's disgusting. Cannot believe they do something like this. Some of you are like, this sounds like a good idea. (laughs) Let me read you this premise Two families, usually from different social classes and lifestyle, they swap wives, mothers, and sometimes husbands. (laughs) That would be hilarious. For two weeks, for the week, the new wife has to follow the exact same rules and lifestyle of the wife that she is replacing. Okay? This is funny. Listen, she leaves a manual which explains how to run the home. Isn't that crazy? Would you follow that manual? <laughs> you know? Right, let me ask you how many married people we got in here? Okay. How many of you want to swap your wife right now? Oh, my gosh, you better put your hand down. (laughs) Ushers, got some issues over here. Swap your husband. I'll give the lady, oh, yeah, okay. We got some work to do right here. But, you know, we think about that. You know, are they the one? Are they the right one? And so I ask this question, have they thought that through, really? Okay. Have anybody in these reality shows thought it through? And maybe in your life. You're thinking, man, I didn't think that through. (laughs) Hopefully not. Have you seen it work out for anybody else? Has anybody ever seen it work out? I'm I'm asking that question. Is is there one couple that made it out of the hundreds? Uh Uh-oh, that's not a good sign. Has no one warned you? Did anybody warn them? My mother, Brenda, I'm going to tell this. I hope you're okay. It's my wife, Brenda. I'm talking to back there, and uh, she's awesome. I love you so much. Let's just give Brenda applause right now. Let's just go. Ahead. Thank you. That's for you marrying me. Okay, I'll stop. She went. Hmm. Uh, but I would come home. I'd, I'd be on a date, and sometimes I would bring the date home and meet mom, and because that was just protocol. Okay. Mom had to meet them, and I'd take them home. And I'd come back, and she'd be sitting in the chair. And I'd say, "Well, mom," she went, mm-mm. "That's not the one." I'd say, "Okay," I call them, say, "I'm done." <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's how much my mom mean, mean excuse me meant to me, okay. And then I'd bring another girl home. She would like. This happened a lot. I mean, that sounded like I dated a lot, but I really didn't. But it happened a lot where she just like, "Mm mm-mm, that's not the one. And so I relied on her opinion. And then one night I brought Brenda home, you know. And, well, Brenda was at church, so that, that helped too. And Mama would be like, okay, now we're talking. That's the one. You need to marry her. And I listened. And we're married. I'm sorry I'm embarrassing you. Yes, you Thank y'all, y'all can leave now. I've done my part. But I am so thankful. She is my one. And but you know, a lot of us we get in relationships and we don't really understand what we're getting into. And we we actually live our dating life a certain way that is, is not good for us. And it's because of what we've learned. You learn from The Bachelor, you learn from Disney, you learn from your parents, you learn that certain things are true, that there is a one for you, and when you find them, it, cha- it will change your life. That actually did happen to me. <laughs> but what I'm saying, there's more after that we're going to talk about. It's the stuff after the love story that we got to fix, okay? So I want to talk, I'm going to get a little serious, and I'm, just bear with me. I'm going to talk to some of you guys out there. Okay, and I'm, I mean, I'm going to hit you right here really hard, okay? Some of you guys, guys I would call serial daters, okay? Not Captain Crunch, not that kind of serial. Okay, a serial dater, sports dater that you just, it's a game to you. Okay, you're just going to date, just keep dating because this is fun. This is what i I mean, one after the other. And I don't want to hurt any kids' ears in here, but... Your goal and your focus is if it don't end in sex, you chalk that up as a loss. Because for you, it's a notch on your belt. Okay, it's just a game. And you go from one relationship to the next without thinking of the consequences, without thinking about the future and what could happen. And I want to tell you, it breaks my heart to see you do that. Because I know people in college and different places, I've seen them ruin their lives because they didn't think about the future. You're young. I'm young. I'm going to live my wild oats. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. It will stick with you. It comes with you. It don't just go away when you find somebody that you love. So make sure you're telling a good story, is what I would say. Because here's what you're doing. You're hurting you. And you're hurting others when you do that. You say, Brian, I'm not hurting anybody. I mean, it's a consensual thing. You know, no. You are hurting you, and you are hurting others. It may not be right now, but one day you will see that happen. Okay, ladies, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to try. I've never been one. So I'm going to try. Okay. So ladies, I would say... Don't let yourself be treated like a commodity. Let me explain that to you. A commodity is like something you buy, something you trade, something you sell, something you discard and throw away when you're done. And a lot of us, a lot of you ladies allow yourself to be treated that way. You should allow yourself to be discarded when your use is over. That's sad. I don't want that to happen to you. I have two girls. And I want them to know how extremely valuable they are. And that they don't need a guy to make them feel valuable. That they are beautiful. They're not a commodity. And I want them to know I will not allow them to be treated that way. In fact, I'll say this. I kid with them all the time. I say, Because I say, when you bring a guy home, this is what's going to happen, okay? And the redneck comes out, okay? Now, I won't say shotgun because that will offend somebody. But (laughs) I'll say I have a chainsaw in one hand, and I have a rake in the other, or a shovel. That might be even better. And I'm going to wait for them to come on the porch, and I'm going to say, hey, how you doing? You want to go cut some wood? huh? And they're afraid I'm going to do that. I won't do that. I promise you, girls, I will not do that. But what I'm looking for and praying for is whoever shows up at my doorstep will be a gentleman. It's an old-fashioned term. And How many gentlemen, hey, girls, I'm going to say this again. How many women want more gentlemen in this world? We do. So, guys, I'm challenging you to step up. Be a gentleman. See, gentle is powerful. Okay? Kindness is powerful. Grace and mercy and peace are powerful. Respect is powerful. So when you date and when you start off, love and grace, be a gentleman. Okay? I challenge you to do that. All right? So now we got that out of the way, let's jump right in, okay? There's two myths I want to talk about. We talked about the fact that you're all learning incorrectly at this point. You're all learning that Disney and your parents and uh, Bachelor and all these things are teaching you a certain way and how to love, and I'm going to help debunk all of that today, okay? I'm going to help you understand, and there's two myths that we're going to talk about, and these myths. They basically are in the undercurrent of our society, okay? They're unexplored assumptions, okay? We don't really talk about them. We just assume they're true because it's always been there. There's always been a happy ending at Disney. Have you ever seen one where there's not? There may be, but, but we assume that life is in line with that. So we live our lives that way. We choose our relationship's that way. So the first myth I want you to get is this. The right person myth, okay? Now, this is not that there's no right person for you. That's not the myth, okay? The myth is this, that once you meet the right person, everything will be all right. Once you meet them, everything's just beautiful. All my past goes away. It doesn't matter how I dated or what I did before. It all just changes. It magically Becomes wonderful. And all the married people grumbled. Because you know that's not true. Because you married him or you married her. And things aren't all right. <laughs> so you know just meeting them will not make things okay. But we are constantly, especially you young folks, unmarried folks, or single again folks, Folks, that's what you're doing. You're lining them up. And you say, no, not a rose. Yeah, that gets a rose. No, she's not getting no rose. You know, and you're lining them up. And you're trying to find the one that's going to change your life, the one that's going to make you incredible. And that's what we do. Some of you may have already met them and moved in with them or married them, and you're finding out that things aren't all right anymore. In fact, you think you must have chosen the wrong right person. So what do we do now? What does culture tell you to do now that you found the wrong right person? What do we do? It's obvious. Oh, yeah. Now we look for the next right person. I would say the next wrong right person because it's not going to fix it. Culture tells you it will. I don't want to be negative. I'm just saying. Relationships, there's more to it than a love story. There's more to it. So here's what we think. Once we find them, everything is going to be fine. So once I find that person, I'm going to be okay. All my bad habits are going to go away. Guys, you're not going to care to look at porn anymore because you just got married. That habit's gone. But you haven't dealt with it. You're thinking if I get married, it's going to change. Or, you know, maybe I spend a lot of money and I just find me somebody that's got a lot of money, got some coin. They can just, you know, throw in my life and make me secure. I can just live like I want. You have not dealt with that habit. You have not changed at all. You're still living the way you always have, hoping and praying the next person will change you. But I'll tell you this, there's more to a satisfying relationship than finding or being found. There is more to it. There is way more to it than you finding the right person or finding the one. I learned that my first year of marriage, or Brenda did, (laughs) you know. It it took some changing for me. I had to learn to come home at five o'clock. I didn't know I was supposed to. I didn't think I was supposed to do what. I'm just going to do what I do. I played on three basketball teams. I stayed in the studios working to three or four in the morning because that's what I did before I got married. I'm like, why? Why should I change? You just need to deal with it, woman. I did not say that. This is getting me in trouble. You know that. But, yes, I did learn to adjust. She did learn to, she, mm. But what, I'm going to tell you in a minute, what really changed me was not Brenda. It was not, yes, yeah, she had a part in it, but it, that's not what changed my heart and my life. It's way deeper than that. So, let me say this. How many of you love movies? Love love stories and movies, okay? What's your favorite movie? about right? Love movie. Guys, I don't care what you say. Girls. Never after. Ever After. It's not a song. Huh? Mama Dia. Mama Mia. Mama Mia. Oh, sorry. I said it wrong. What'd you say? Notebook. Oh, my gosh. I sat through that thing. It had a little more real life to it, though. You know, it had some fighting and stuff. But we go to these movies... And they're, great, they're wonderful. I'm telling you, I love those movies. My wife loves them. Because it's a getaway for just an hour and 45 minutes, you're just thinking, oh, I just wish life was this way. And we know what's going to happen. In an hour and 45 minutes, we know they're going to get together, they're going to fall in love, and then what happens? The movie's over. And so now we've got to leave and get back to real life. And see, I don't know if you knew this about love. Let me help you with this. This is, this is a medical thing. Okay. This is this is this is. You know, to fall in love, there's only one thing you need. That's a pulse. Okay? If you have a pulse, you can fall in love. It's that easy. And we do it all the time. But staying in love, that's a different story. Staying in love is way different. And that's what this series is about, to help you not keep falling in love, that's not what I'm saying, but staying in love, learning what it means to actually love one another. And what best example we got is Jesus Christ that done that. And I'm gonna show you that in a minute. The next myth we got is the promise myth. Now, what it's saying is that you can just make a promise or a vow if you want a successful relationship, all you got to do is say, I do. That's it. And so promises basically replaces the need for preparation. That you don't have to prepare. You just need to say a promise. You know, if you want to erase your past, you want to start over and become brand new, all I got to do Just have two things, okay? A promise and a party. That's all you got to do. A promise, and the bigger the party, the better, okay? The the bigger the party, the better relationship, don't you agree? If you have an ice cream bar at your wedding, you're going to survive a lot longer. Hey, by the way, if anybody's getting married and you want me to be involved, ice cream bar, I'm for that. But we think all we have to do is make a promise, have a big old party, and life's just going. How many got any newlyweds in here? We got one back there. That's awesome. We're praying for you. No, I'm kidding. But you're in that place where you made that promise, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to point you out. But. And you had a party, but now comes life. Now comes something else that you're going to have to figure out. And sometimes we kind of, we like to substitute promises also for preparation. You know, we're like we going to just we'll make a promise. We don't have to prepare. We don't have to do anything but make a promise. But, you know, we don't do that anywhere in life at all. In other places in life, we don't do that. You don't do that in business You don't do it in finances. You don't go to school and to college and say, hey, I'll have the promise degree. What is that? I don't have to do anything. You just give it to me. No, you have to study. You have to prepare. You don't get a degree unless you study. I love this. Basketball coach, he doesn't go in there and say, hey, guys, guess what? We're not going to practice today because I promise you we're going to win. Can you imagine Dabo Sweeney? Okay, think about this. I tried to do his voice earlier, and it sounded like a really crazy redneck. All right, boys, let me tell you something. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to substitute promises for practice. That's what we're going to do. So all I'm going to do to do today is just promise you we're going to win. But we're not going to practice ever again. But we're going to win every game. We're going to win the national championship. And you're thinking right now, that's ridiculous, aren't you? You're thinking, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, especially that accent, whatever he's saying. And I know, I hope Dabo's listening, I'm sorry. But that's how ridiculous, ridiculous it is for us when it comes to relationships. We do the same thing. We make a promise, yet we do not practice in any way. And we're not taught by anyone, how relationships matter and how they work, and we don't prepare, and then we get in and we lose. See, every coach knows you don't promise to win games, you prepare to win them, okay? And I'll say this, that a commitment is way overrated sometimes, and I hate to say it that way, but sometimes a commitment is way overrated. And sometimes we say, we say, I do, because we think we can I've been to some weddings. You can go with me. You've, been, you've probably been there. And I, I'm not talking about anybody's wedding I've done recently, okay? I, don't, I just want you to know I'm not talking about your wedding. Okay, and I, I go, and there's beautiful flowers everywhere. You know, it's just oh, it's just lights. It's just amazing altar and, you know, red carpet. And, and they get up there, and they're just like Spencer and Kelly, you know, just like, ugh, so in love. You know, and they're they're reading vows. They got song lyrics in their vows. Oh, I love you. Like, you know, you're still the one. You know, they're just reading. And you're sitting back in a room and going, oh, my gosh. And I know some of you that probably aren't married yet, you just want to smack them. And we're thinking to ourselves, that ain't going to last. I give them six months. Now, I'm not trying to be negative. Okay? Sorry. But what we do know about them, we know they're up there getting married, and they're not ready. They're not prepared. They haven't dealt with their habits. They haven't dealt with anything. They're thinking, if I just promise and have a big old party and all you eat this great food, life will be wonderful. It doesn't work. When you're accountable but not capable, you'll be miserable. See, I do makes you accountable. It doesn't make you capable. Get that? I do makes you accountable, not capable. And when you're accountable but not capable, you'll be miserable. And you'll say, what have I done? I just got married. What do I do with this guy? Or I'm just dating this guy. He's crazy. What did I get myself into? I don't know how to deal with this. A lot of you are there. Most of us will be there. All of us will be there because relationships are complicated. You will be there. You'll be thinking, what have I done? (laughs) I don't know what to do. I'm not capable, and so I'm miserable right now. You don't have to be miserable, though. And I'm going to give you a great statement right here that will change your life right here, okay? Great statement. If you aren't preparing, you won't be prepared. Is that not deep? I'm kidding. It's common sense. If you aren't preparing, you won't be prepared. But see, we don't listen to common sense. We listen to the movies. We listen to the culture that I have to find the love of my life. I don't know. That was another accent. Where that came from. But I have to find that one that will change me, that one that will make me. so. Again, it's a myth. The right person myth and the promise myth is not how we deal with relationships. I had a friend years ago that we were in college together, and he was kinda like that. He was, he was kinda like, you know, playing the game. And I thought, man, there's no hope for this guy. And, and I honestly, I wasn't the best Christian, you know. I, I, if you didn't know that, I, I, I wasn't the best example. But years later, you know, uh, I got into ministry and, and one day he called me and I hadn't heard from him in years. He said, Brian, I just want you to know something. I said, what? What's going on? He said, I accepted Christ this year. He said, I'm a new man. And I went, wow. <laughs> because he didn't meet somebody new. He didn't meet the right person He met Jesus. And Jesus took his life. And when you meet Jesus and when you follow Jesus, you become the person you need to be. And see, Jesus will make you that person that you need to be, that person he hopes you to be. And here's what's going to happen for you looking for people. You will become the person when you meet Jesus the per- be the kind of person the person you're looking for is looking for. I'm going to say that again. Become the kind of person the person you're looking for is looking for. And see, he just became someone new. And that's what Jesus does. Andy tells a story in the series I thought was really cool that they got together some college students and they asked them about relationships. Some of you college people will understand this. And the girl was sharing a story and she said, said, Mom, she came home and said, Mom, I found this incredible guy at work. He's, he's just like, he's good looking. Man, he makes good money. I mean, he's just amazing. And he loves the Bible. And he goes to church. And he's a good Christian. She said, this, this is the guy. This is it. And her mom looked at her and said, well, honey, let me tell you something. A guy like that isn't looking for a girl like you. And it broke her heart. And she said, I realized in that moment that I've been trying to be something. I never thought I needed to become something. I never thought I need to become that person that the person I'm looking for is looking for. And that's what Jesus does for you. When you allow him, when you follow him, he changes everything. Following Jesus will make you a better boyfriend. Following Jesus will make you a better girlfriend. Following Jesus will make you a better husband, a better wife, a better husband-to-be, a better father-to-be. Following Jesus will make you better. I love the song said that today. We're better with Jesus. We are better. When Jesus is in your life, you are better. There's no secret relationship you have to pursue other than Jesus. And his love. And I'm, I'm going to show that to you. Are you the person the person you're looking for is looking for? Ask yourself that question right now. Are you that person? Are you the person? Are you? And the married folks, ask yourself this question. Are you still the person they were looking for? Has life gotten the way? Kids and money and job and business it happens. And you slowly move apart. Are you becoming that person they hoped for when they married? That person they dreamed of when they married. Now, I'm going to move I'm going to go a little quicker here, but Jesus came on the earth, okay? He came into a crazy place. Okay, and he brought this amazing idea, this new relational paradigm, I would call it. And when Jesus came in, his idea swept the Roman Empire in the first century. It swept the world. And in fact, we're here today because of him and because of his idea and because of his love. And it's, it's a principle that if you get today, if you get this in your life, it will change every relationship you have. I promise you, it will, it will turn you into something you couldn't imagine if you'll get this. And his principle is simple. It's compelling, it's demanding, and it's rewarding. And I want, I want to read through it. Jesus teaches us this He said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Basically, every time Jesus teaches, He teaches the God part, the Jesus part, and the us part. Okay? And so he, Jesus is telling him, My Father is the caretaker, I am the vine. He says, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. You know, that this is the way that you connect to me. This is the way people connect to Jesus and you produce fruit, okay? He said, while every branch does not bear fruit, he prunes so it will be even more fruitful. So it's some type of fruit that's being developed here, okay? He says, remain in me and I also remain in you. That means stay close to me. That's what Jesus says, stay close, remain in me, okay? Stay close to me. It's really that simple, okay? It's that simple. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Okay? You can't do this by yourself. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. All right? I brought a branch. Y'all doing? Y'all doing good? You with me? You with me online? This is important, okay? This is a branch. Do you think if we all work together really hard right now, if we all just got in a circle and got around and just looked at this vine and we just went, come on, fruit. Come on, you can do it. Come on. Hmm, it's not working. You're not helping me. I do not see any fruit. Maybe we could take some duct tape and, and duct tape an apple or a grape and make it look like it's producing fruit Well, Jesus said if you're not connected to me there is no fruit so what happens the branch is pretty pretty much useless thrown away Jesus said if you don't connect to me if you're not connected to me it won't work and a lot of us are trying to connect to our branches to vines that aren't working We're trying to read books or strategy or we watch TV and the culture and we try to fix our relationships like that That is not the true vine. That is the false vine That's the vine that leads to destruction And Jesus said, I am the true I am the vine that will change your life I'm not kidding you this morning when I tell you Hear my voice When you connect to Jesus when you give it to Him and you follow Him with every part of your being, listen to me. Listen. It will change your life and you will become something you never thought possible. I know from experience and I've seen it happen. He goes on to say, I am the vine. Jesus is the vine. You are the branch. Stay close to me. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus said, i make you a promise right here. If you'll stay with me, you will bear fruit. If you stay with me, your relationships will be better. If you stay with me, your love will grow. It will be amazing. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. So Jesus kind of changed the subject. and Now he's talking about love. And he says, now remain in my love. If you stay connected to Jesus, you stay connected to his love. That's what he's saying, okay? If you keep my commandments, you will remain in me. Now we get to the church part, and we think, oh, here you go, Brian. Now I got your to-do list. We got some commandments. Now this is where the church comes in. Let's just go ahead and write them out. Disciples are probably saying, yeah, let's just take a notepad. But Jesus goes on and says, hold on a minute. Listen to me. My command is this. You have one command. I told you you have one thing you have to do to change your life and your relationship. And Jesus is telling us right now. It's this simple. It's not complicated. Love each other. Oh gosh, Brian, I've heard that so many times in church. Love each other. And the disciples probably thought the same thing. Love, love, love. But Jesus said, no, let me finish. This is what I'm trying to say to you. Love as I have loved you. That's a different kind of love. That's not a conditional type of love. This is the type of love that, I don't think they fully understood until after the resurrection. You think about it. They're sitting there that night and he's telling them this, remain in me, remain in my love, stay connected to me, stay close to me. And they're thinking, okay, yeah, we get that. But I don't think they fully understood it until a few days later when he took their breath away because they took his breath away. And Jesus is saying, This is the kind of love I want for you in your relationships, in your marriages. I want you to think about this kind of love, the kind of love that I give you, the kind of love that God gives us through Jesus Christ is the kind of love that gives its life away. It's the kind of love that puts the other person first. It's the kind of love when you come home, you're thinking, what can I do for her today to help her have a great day? Do I need to cut the grass or do I need to mow the lawn? What do I need to do? I'm thinking about her needs before mine. And a lot of us try to, when we get married, we try to control it. We try to just squeeze that man into submission. You know what I'm saying? You're going to do it, and you're going to like it. You're going to go to church, because I said you're going to go to church. You're going to go to the small group. You're going to do it because I said you need to. And us guys, we try to get the, the ladies, you know, you, you better just meet my needs. Honesty here. And we try to make them into something that we can't do. You know what Jesus says? That will never work. It won't work. He said, the only thing that's going to work for you in your relationship is Jesus Christ. And I know know you wanted something more, more profound and, you know, a list. We might get to that next week. But the one thing I want you to get today is if you give your life to Christ, if you give your marriage to Christ, if you give your relationship, you give your dating guys and you put Jesus first in your dating, always read your Bible, come to church, get good friends. Try to stay close and connected to Jesus and it will change you. And you'll become that person that that person is looking for. And your marriages will become things, you know, when two people get this in a marriage, when two people get pointing in the same direction with this, they get to loving like God, that marriage gets strong and it gets strong and you're trying to outdo one another with love. That's what Jesus is saying. Love like me. Let me in your life. Let me in your marriage. Let me in your relationships. If you'll do that, much fruit You'll see much fruit. He promises you it will change. And there is hope. I know some of you are dealing with that today. You may be dealing with all kinds of things in your marriage and relationships. But I want to just stand right now. Let's just stand because I want to pray for you. Because I really believe this is a moment that God can change you and change your relationship. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you for your words. We thank you for your love. I pray today that you would take what has been said today, that you would begin to work in the hearts of those that are dealing with relationships and and trying to make decisions on dating and what to do with their life and how that looks, that you would make it so clear and evident that they need to be connected to you. They need to put you first life and help them to do that today give strength give love and we thank you again for your words and your incredible love for us in jesus name amen if you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow jesus be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at MarathonChurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church podcast.